is known as Benjamin. Benjamin. He's not a well child, so gonna have to take good care of him. I had ten children. There's not a baby I can't care for. Let me see him. Oh, God in heaven. He looks just like my ex-husband. Welcome to the Bagel Boy Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is an actor series on the films of Brad Pitt. bicycle a tandem bicycle who's in front i don't know you, you're steering the ship uh, am i yeah yeah so, you edit the episodes i feel like that's the tail end of the thing though that's the tail end of the process you kind of take us on these crazy routes and i'm just like along for the ride making sure we both don't fall off <laughs> i'm blindfolded in the front oh here we go <laughs> It's been a minute <laughs> since it has we been a recorded. Uh, Man, do you remember what last time we, we recorded? We have a podcast show? <laughs> a movie podcast? Is that what this is? I don't know. I've slept since then. Oh, it had something to do with somebody. Oh, I remember. What? Brad Pitt. Oh, the Pitmeister. The Pit List, a Brad Pitt miniseries hosted by none other than us. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. My name is Wes. And my name is Benjamin Bagel. I was born under unusual circumstances. Um, I was born old, and every year I get older, I turn into a bagel. I thought you were about to say, every year I get older, and then the next year I just keep getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, get older every day. How all of life works. <laughs> Dude, that's a movie I'd watch. Benjamin Bagel. Benjamin Bagel. As he gets older, he sprouts sesame seeds. <laughs> His blood turns to cream he cheese. Turns, he turns into an everything bagel. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. More interesting? Sure. <laughs> Better? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, so today, it's the next stop on the pit list. It is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. You sound so excited. Well, no, I, I'm very matter-of-factual here because okay. I was about to go into our pit stop, mm-hmm. but there really isn't a pit stop. No. There's no breakage in between Burn After Reading and uh, this movie. So came out the day after. It, yes, <laughs> midnight after Burn After Reading. He was a busy brat. Walked right out of the theater, turned a corner into Benjamin Button. <laughs> it's a very different movie from what we talked about last time, and we talked about Burn After Reading, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. And if people are noticing inconsistencies, <laughs> it may have been because it's been a while <laughs> since we've recorded, and we may have recorded them out of order. <laughs> So Me gonna... realizing only two weeks in that ranking the movies was a bad idea. <laughs> when you put out Burn After Reading, I didn't remember half of what you said because it had been so long. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. Back on the Brad Benji bicycle again. Just I just want to ask, did you guys miss through. us? 
No response. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> been try. a week for them. No one calls in anymore, Daniel. <laughs> no one calls. No one writes. It's been a lonely bagel boys uh, couple of weeks. For us, anyways. For you guys. <laughs> this is, You're none the wiser. This is us. Well, now they are. <laughs> whoops a daisy. Uh, yeah, so we're back with Brad again. Uh, this is a little... Let's just get a little, you know, history talk out of the way here. Yeah. So this movie also came out in 2008, directed by David Fincher, who directed Brad before on the list, Daniel. And a time before that we didn't even cover. It's the third time around with Mr. Brad. He's got seven in Fight Club. He got seven in Fight Club, yep. This, he must be best friends with Brad. How can I be a David Fincher? I want to be best friends with Brad. Uh, we'll get to that level. There's a few uh, ways you could go about that. I mean, one, you could <laughs> direct The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. You're right. The sequel. You're right. <laughs> the even curiouser <laughs> case <laughs> of Benjamin Button. <laughs> two Benjamin, two Buttons. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> uh, yeah, so originally, though, the movie was supposed to be directed by Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, dang it. You took my fact. Oh. Do you know who he was going to cast? Brad Pitt. <laughs> no. No. So, actually, this went through two rounds. Of, oh. Uh, so, Steven Spielberg was set to direct this in the mm. early 90s. It's been in production hell for a long time. A long time. Uh, production limbo, if you will. Just stuck yes. there. Yes. Uh, production Tom quarantine. Tom Cruise was supposed to be in it with Steven Spielberg. That's too. That's too much energy. Yeah, no, <laughs> he would not play. He's jumping a, out of planes. Tom, it doesn't work because Tom Cruise actually doesn't age. Like yeah, the he digital stuff they try to do, he would just break the technology. It wouldn't work. They like go all red. They put on age. all the makeup. It'd be like a reverse Santa Claus, where every time they put on the makeup, he comes in front of the camera and it's just gone. He's back to regular. He's more Tom beautiful. Cruise. Than he was a second ago, <laughs> uh, and then Ron Howard was set to direct it after oh, that God with John Travolta. <sighs> yeah, that would be bad. That would have been like the worst version yeah. of of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, no, thank you. No. But you know, 2008 was a year for movies. We kind of talked about it already. I can't really remember what we said because it was so long ago. What did we say? Uh, Burn After Reading, it, we talked about it being the, on that episode, we talked about the Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. And the Dark Knight year. Yep. Unlike Burn After and the Dark Knight, or kind of like the Dark Knight, also got heavy awards attention. This is very much a, the heaviest, like, Oscar buzz type movie we've covered so far on the show, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, got nominated for several different things, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director, Best visual effects, which is the one it won. It deserved it. It was great for 2008. Taraji Henson also got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress. Nice. Queenie. Yeah. So, oh, and Best Adapted Screenplay, which it also lost out to Slumdog. Slumdog just cleaned house that year. Sure did. I need to rewatch that. No, you don't. (laughs) No? Because I watched it a couple months ago. Okay, well. Nope. Just so you know, we do have different opinions. That's nope. kind of the whole point no, of the show. No, what I say goes. <laughs> what I, <laughs> my way in, or the come, highway. You come in two months later. Welcome to the Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> miniseries. We have 12 episodes for you ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just covering the Slumdog Millionaire sensation. Yeah. So it got, you know, got a lot of attention, got a lot of buzz. But was it, was it? 
worth the hype? Was it? You know, does it's a it have? It's a, it's a very tricky question, but also not at all because <laughs> I don't think that most movies in general. This isn't really specific to Benjamin Button. Most movies that have that much buzz, of all the yearly movies that get talked about that much, like which ones are actually remembered? Which I think that's going to be like my reoccurring question on today's episode is how much credit do you actually get for making an Oscar worthy quote unquote type movie? You know, mm-hmm. so many are forgotten and just kind of tossed to the wayside. Even if you win sometimes like Slumdog Millionaire, I know we're talking about it now yeah. cause we're, we're us. That's what we do. But you mean people who aren't talking about the artist? Yeah, it's not <laughs> right. Exactly. You get my point. Yeah. So what actually makes it? And then there's movies that obviously don't get any attention like a fight club that, end up you know being very iconic so and then we gotta just kind of figure out where brad falls into that as well so let's just just get right into this let's get some tomatoes up in here daniel let's go are you ready yeah all right the critic consensus is the curious case of benjamin button is an epic fantasy tale with rich storytelling backed by fantastic performances Uh uh-huh so both scores are fresh give me your critics one first 88. 72. Hmm. Deceptive by that Deceptive. consensus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Audience score. Uh, 76. 80. The audience score is higher? I, I don't get that. For, well, one, Rotten Tomatoes kind of is confusing in its own right. No, but I don't understand that. That's. I don't know. I wish I could see on here. I'll look it up Could later. you call? Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Could you call their customer service support and ask them how? I've noticed some irregularities with your numbers here. (laughs) There's no way (laughs) the regular film-going audience liked it more than critics. But yeah, people liked this movie? Question mark? No, they definitely did. I remember thinking about it the most like that year. I wasn't as into movies as I am now, obviously, back then. But that was... We were what, 12? Uh... Yeah, you were 12, because I was 13. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so this is not going to... This isn't really geared to that age group. Yeah, I was following the Oscars more that year because of The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And then ended up watching Slumdog Millionaire because of one. Didn't really care about Benjamin Button, but it was the most... uh, Huh, this is the one that everyone's kind of talking about the most. Yeah. It was kind of like the favorite of the year. We rented it as a family. We had a family movie night and watched it. I'm not even making this up. And my dad fell asleep after 15 okay, minutes. Time out before you finish, huh? For context, and for those of the listeners who haven't seen the movie, not like not speaking to content or anything. Just it's not really that <laughs> heavy-handed of a movie when it comes to like no, like far, sex yeah, or violence. Nothing, or language nothing or crazy yeah. like that. But it is not a it's sit-down not a, family no. time movie. No, no. My dad fell asleep in like fifteen minutes. I don't Record even th- time. I don't think he was even introduced to Baby Button. <laughs> I think he fell asleep before Baby Button even showed up. Well, they have because like they a have whole, that huge yeah, <laughs> they have a whole opening. movie before the yeah. movie starts. I think my dad was like. This is about a watchmaker, and I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and my mom hated it. My sisters weren't fans. You know, I was 13, like I said. I was just like, I was pretty bored with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this time around, this was another movie on my list of things that I hadn't seen all the way through. I saw, like, parts I knew. My relationship to this movie is very much like 
because I followed that Oscar season and I got it, you know, basically shoved at me every chance whenever I was looking up stuff about the mm-hmm. 2000, whatever it was, the 81st Academy Awards ceremony. It was always like, Benjamin Button, Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. My relationship to it is the joke and secret life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, I've got this weird Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> ben still is like talking about in one of his daydreams, the Kristen Wiggs character, like, I don't really know what it is. I'm an old man and I age kind of backwards into an old baby. I don't get it. And I just laughed my ass off in the theater at that because I was like, that's, I think, a lot of people's relationship with yeah. the movie. It's like, did you see it? No. Some guy ages backwards. Everybody knows the concept of this movie. Whether they've seen it or not, they all know the basic principle of a guy who ages backwards. Right. And it is based off an It's Scott a cool story. Fitzgerald I like the story a lot. Short story. Yeah. Keyword there being short story. Yeah, this is a three hour movie. This is movie. a three <laughs> They really took it and ran with it. Which, that's like such a curious choice. No pun intended, you know? Where it's like, but why though? Why did you have to do that? Yeah. It's longer than Forrest Gump, which is the movie which gets is compared funny. to the most. I've heard it being called like the hipster Forrest Gump. Yeah. Hipster <laughs> or just really. not as fun. At least It's with, not fun at all. As much as like there's weird stuff with Forrest Gump and like... People don't like it as much as they used to, or whatever. Tom Hanks is still a national treasure. I still like mm-hmm. that movie. And also, that movie just takes everything, you know, it's, it's trying movie. to do, to, yeah, and runs with it. It's, yeah. it's unashamed. This one's trying to be very, like, huh? Hmm. What if a guy ate backwards, good sir? Hmm. What an idea that would be. Hmm. Like, kind of chin This is what the screenwriters actually hmm. sound like. I dare say, <laughs> good sir, that Benjamin Button's a baby. <laughs> Old ass wrinkle baby Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. But how do you feel about it now? We talked about how we thought about it the first time I watched it. I'll say I definitely enjoyed it more this time around because okay. I'm older, I'm wiser, mm-hmm. I'm more nuanced, I'm more sophisticated. I got more out of it. I, I appreciate, you know, the quality of the movie and the acting, the cinematography and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have very mixed feelings for this movie and this is a Bagel Boys first where I have no idea how to rate this movie. Oh, well, no idea. good thing you don't have to right now. <laughs> I know, but I've been thinking about it all day and I'm going to be stressing about it to the end of the episode. When you ask me how many bagels, I'm sweating a little bit. Uh, okay, well, you got some time. No! Just think of a number between one Pause two, it! One I gotta ten. think! Just take your shot! Uh, <laughs> the time comes. Nine and a half! <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, one! I don't know. <laughs> if people could see my face at the nine and a half. What the? <laughs> Hold on! Baker's dozen. I don't know. Too big, too fast, too soon. <laughs> yeah, so the one thing I will say is looking back into the research on it, I think it did deserve its win on best visual effects because it, it is sure pretty did. subtle. Mm-hmm. It uses them really well. You can still see Brad's emotion of the character of Benjamin Button throughout the entire movie, no matter how much makeup or yep. visual effects are going on. Yeah. Also, he's a great creepy actor. Creepy looking baby and old man. Though. Very creepy baby. Very creepy Which baby. I'm glad that people have an re- appropriate response. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, look at him. He was left on a doorstep. They like <laughs> unfold the blanket and bah! <laughs> the lord did something here that's yeah. my favorite yeah. line <laughs> basically like we're making jokes but that's the whole story is this guy for unknown reasons is born mm-hmm. as an old man basically and ages backwards and it's a story of love and loss and tragedy fate versus coincidence all that fate's first and all of them all coincidence fate versus 
Benjamin, Dawn of Button. <laughs> yeah. So what? Like, I don't know what else to say about it other but before we get into more plot-heavy stuff. Where it's basically just that it's this following yeah. this guy around. It does have this vibe of kind of Spielberg esque wonderment to it, which is kind of odd why he didn't choose to direct it or whatever happened with it. Yeah, I think he would have been a better director for it than Fincher. It's true. But I don't. I don't get why he Fincher doesn't do made bad. This. It's not a bad direction necessarily. It's, just, it's not his style. It's he un- does those dark, gritty, yeah. kind of violent movies, and this just kind of feels. It's moody, I guess. Yeah, but very I don't moody. see why the story has to be dark. I feel it's, like he tries to make it dark in a few times. It's very like stern and serious at times, and I wouldn't say that it it's poorly directed, but it definitely loses its focus and overstays its welcome in some areas, especially towards like the back half of the middle, like two thirds of the way through. I'm like, all right, like well, here we yeah. go. Like, let's let's pick up the pace here. But that's more because, again, the movie is nearly three hours long. It does not need to be. Nope. Uh, but I will say it does raise some interesting questions when it comes to like just standard romance stories. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that we'll get into the whole old age baby thing, but <laughs> the whole concept of you know who you meet in life and when you meet them and how it doesn't really matter, or maybe it does, or what matters is the time you spend with them, that kind of stuff. It ponders those questions. Does a lot of this movie, a very pondering We're movie. We're doing a lot of pondering here at the Bagel Boys today. Does it have a stance on them? I don't really think no, so. not really. That's another thing. Speaking to Fincher's other movies, it's like, yeah, there's some up-in-the-air questions, but it's very kind of defiant and like, okay, this is a lot richer. This movie... I feel like pretends to be rich. <laughs> I think this movie's <laughs> biggest problem is this because it's like technically amazing. Acting's uh, great. You know, the visual effects are great. Cinematography, the music's wonderful. But when you look at, when you take a step back and look at the plot, it, we're joking, but it really is. What if a guy aged in reverse? What if he aged Silence. in reverse? Well, let's Daniel? make a movie about it. <laughs> and they did. And I mean, it's a cool concept. Yeah, but... It was a short story for a reason. Well, no, There's no, no, not no, no, much. No, 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 no. What are you saying, Daniel? What if he aged backwards? <laughs> You're right. What if he did? We gotta make a three-hour movie about this. No, but I just feel like when you take a step back and look at these characters and their personalities, and I'm sorry, Benjamin Button has no personality whatsoever besides his aging defect. That's kind of his defining quality. He really doesn't have yeah. that much of a person. So that's my biggest problem is like you kind of give Brad nothing to do as far as character development almost. And I would agree with you to a point to which I would say if that really happened, like I feel like you'd just be defined by that, right? You'd be very lost in the world. And that's kind yeah. of what he seems like. He's just kind of... But they don't really give him any interest or no. like... I mean... Other than Daisy... Kind of. Yeah, he's interested yes. in... <laughs> Daisy yeah. and Kate Blanchett's character. But he's just kind of wandering around. I mean, he becomes a sailor for a time, but it's like... Mm-hmm. He's just kind of drifting around right. and doing his thing. He's not as charming, and I don't think I want him to be. Like, no, we don't again, need a Making the Forrest yeah. Gump comparison, that's just... He's a very lovable kind of guy, you know? And he's got a lot of defining characteristics. Benjamin Button's a lot more reserved. I think that's fine for the movie. It just doesn't when it's when it's three hours long and you have him meet all these interesting characters. Yep. 
that's where it's like by the end of the movie, you kind of feel like you're, this main guy is kind of lacking in a way. Yeah, all the side characters, I think, have stuff to do. And you get to know their characters. Yeah. Him is, he's just kind of floating around. And that's what I kind of meant earlier by like the people you meet throughout life. And that's that's more of the point. But we'll, we'll get into that in a second. I hate using this word, but gimmick. Mm-hmm. I don't like throwing that around too much because I feel like that undercuts a movie when it's just trying to do anything sometimes. But... That's all I can think of when I think of, like, why this movie had this. Like, that's Mm -hmm. clearly the most interesting, like, draw to the movie. If you take it out, it doesn't make the movie better or worse. It's kind of pointless in a way. You could tell the same exact story of this kid who was an orphan and, you know, fell in love, fell out of love, Mm -hmm. met people along the way and just had kind of a, you know, an adventurous kind of life. You could have some other hook with it, I guess, but well, yeah, it's, yeah. There's take an example of your favorite movie, Inception. That has a quote unquote gimmick of what if people got inside of other people's dreams? But what they do is they're like, okay, that's a cool concept, but we got to have like character development, motivations to actually make it a good story. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that's where Benjamin Button lacks. Mm-hmm. So I also, don't know. Inception is like the best movie ever. So. To say it's a gimmick is... <laughs> I know I said it, and you cringed. I was like, you, were <laughs> you no! know what I mean, though. Uh, interesting plot device. How about that instead of gimmick? No, no, I got what you're saying. You were complimenting the movie. I was complimenting the movie. <laughs> it's just never... It's never good enough when it comes to Inception. <laughs> say it's the best movie, Daniel. Say, say it! it. <laughs> uh, Full Harvey Dent mode. Right. Say it! <laughs> Sorry. It does build the sense of fantasy pretty well. It feels otherworldly, mm-hmm. even though other than Benjamin Button's character, nothing else happens that's like really weird other than the guy who gets struck by lightning. Well, there's times. one thing that's made up. Hurricane Katrina. That didn't happen. People lost their lives. <laughs> it's propaganda. Why the is it like... One- <laughs> You never make what? these kind of what? jokes outside no, the, the podcast. The media is lying to you, Wes. <laughs> to me now? Yes. So many people are talking about that? It never happened. Anyway, yes, to your point, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't even know what we're agreeing with. I don't either. I was just trying to get oh, it back. Oh, the fantasy, the yeah. Yeah, fantasy. My thing here is... Okay, so the thing that disappointed me the most, like, really trying to get into it was the flashbacks to the present with older Daisy and her daughter. Yes. And them reading the journal. Because that's how the movie kind of starts with the story and everything. And then they flash yeah. back to them every now and again, and then the daughter's reading the journal, and eventually Brad Brad Pitt's narration takes over. Yeah. It reminded me of Big Fish in that sense. I liked that. I didn't like it. Okay. In, let me tell you why. Because okay. Big Fish, they mm-hmm. connect the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all kind of interweaved a lot more effectively and emotionally. Like, the two become one eventually. And there's mm-hmm. a point behind the narration and the storytelling. Because it ends with something. This e- one, every time she's narrating and reading the book... It's like they almost try to make you care, but those are the two characters, even though one of them's throughout the entire movie is Daisy. I don't really care about them what? at all. Yeah. No, I care about she, her way more than Mitchum and Button. That's why I like it. I uh, care about Daisy, yes. Yeah. Not not like the... The, the daughter? The, yeah, that whole relationship, I feel like, could have been... The movie could have asked questions about, like, 
the the sense of like family and loss and getting to know your family's history and that mm-hmm, kind of important yeah. stuff. No, and I feel like it just like doesn't even take a swing at that. Like that could be a really effective story device to kind of dive into it from that perspective of like how many people out there don't know their fathers or grandfathers or grandmothers or even their mothers like history, you know? Mm-hmm. But or just get this, their childhood stories. I hear you, but yeah. what if a guy aged in reverse? <laughs> That's right. I forgot the yeah. point of the movie. No, you say they, they didn't take a swing at it. They didn't take a swing at much. That's kind of the problem, <laughs> you know? They really kind of missed out on a lot of opportunities they could have taken with the story, I think. Yeah, there's just not enough focus on the, the parts that I think needed it, you know? Yeah. And again, they are, they're just focusing on stuff that happens to Benji. Yeah. Let's talk about Benji. Let's talk about Should Mr. We? Brad Pitt. Let's get Brad Pitt this episode. <laughs> <laughs> In an unseen move, Daniel Foster completely sidesteps the Brad Pitt section of the Brad Pitt miniseries. <laughs> He's gone off the rails. <laughs> oh my gosh, folks, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love this character you come right? up with. Please bring him back like more often. <laughs> no, I'm digging it. The 1950s West. Um, I'm going to give him my first Tad Brad. Tad Brad? I think he's a tad too dull. How about that? Ooh. He's a tad too dull. He got nominated for Best Actor. I I don't see it. That's fine. Yeah, no. That's that's my favorite thing when we, like, look at the Academy and go, eh. I mean, Uh, Richard Jenkins in The Visitor. I don't don't remember that movie. Mm -mm. Mickey Rourke was in The Wrestler. I kind of remember that. Does he want his beard? <laughs> his bird, uh, Frank Lang- Langella. Oh, Frost and R- 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 Frost Frost Nixon. Nixon. That was yeah. good. Richard Have you seen Nixon. that? No, he's great as Richard Nixon. I don't like political movies. Okay. <laughs> good night. Uh, and then Brad is Benjamin, and then Sean Penn won milk? for Milk. Yeah, Milk. He's a Milky Boy. Milk, Milk, Milk. milk. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. He's getting so the first Tad Brad. Tad Brad's had too dull. And I think this is a similar situation for me for Troy, mm-hmm. where it's like you're stripping away everything likable about Brad in this movie. I mean, Uh-oh. he's handsome. You know, he's still handsome. He's riding sometimes, a motorcycle. Sometimes, though, he's so, an old-ass wrinkle baby. Oh, I think that's <laughs> handsome. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> when he's riding that motorcycle with the jacket, he's a stud, and I'm liking that, but... He's got nothing to do. He's just kind of drifting along, doing his thing, mm-hmm. you know, moping. He's he's a mopey boy, and I think Fincher likes to bring out that mopey side of Brad Pitt. He does like the mopey side, or he likes the terrorist <laughs> angry vibe. <laughs> I could either, use a little bit more terrorism in this movie. He's either a terrorist like he was in Fight Club or angry detective like in Seven. In this one, yeah. he's n- no main emotions, just kind of... Just, yeah. He just kind of reacts to things and just kind of, hmm, way. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Like when Tilda Swinton, like, kind of breaks off the affair, he looks kind of sad, but he's just like, oh, well. He said he was heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah, he said he's heartbroken, but he's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to go back and see Miss Daisy. Yeah. (laughs) I was like Morgan Freeman when I said Miss Daisy. (laughs) I think he falls over into bad brad he's right yeah. on the the fence of tad brad and bad brad he could have been so close to tad and i don't think it's really his fault at all because i think yeah. in the times when he needs to emote he does but again the character of benjamin button it's not that he's poorly written it's just 
the whole vibe of that character just seems like it's it shouldn't be the main focus of the story. You know, I feel like there should be some other character in this movie. And then the Benjamin Button character is like one of the weird side characters he meets throughout. Like, what if he met him at the beginning as an old man and met him later on in the movie as a young man? What if this movie was told from Daisy's perspective? Better movie. I thousand think so. Percent. I think so. Like, yeah, no, that, that, that's that exactly work. what I was Like she's in love with the yeah. guy who's like in reverse and how she's dealing with And then with they him. meet in the middle. Yeah. That's to me is kind of like the more interesting stuff is when they kind of realize like they're going to have a chance to actually live kind of this normal relationship out a little bit. Yeah. Like that part. I do like when they're younger and they're playing together. I do like his sense of just joy that you get to see on his face when he's an older man who's basically seven years old. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. But again, something just kind of like I can't put my finger on. It. I don't hate his performance. I think I'd probably give him Tad Brad. It's I don't think it's bad. You talked yourself out of it. I talked myself out of it because okay. he's really not. He's not a bad. He's not bad in the movie. It, I don't even think this is a bad movie. It's a very, it's a very curious movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be that we always do like the recasting thing, you know? I don't mm-hmm. want Brad out of this movie. I want to leave him in there. Leave him in there as this character. I think he's all right. I want a better yeah. screenplay. Yeah. More focused, not yeah. three hours long. Maybe something else that's not just based off a short story that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's interesting because it's a short story. It's well written. It's not, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to read it or not. Did it's you? Good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. I'd recommend that. When did over you read the movie. it? Over the course of... <laughs> to prepare what? for the episode? Well, yeah, when I watched the movie. You read the book? It's not really a book. How it's long just, is it? It's like I read it online, so I really don't know. Like how long? It, like it took me. I read it in like two days. Uh, too long. <laughs> Short <laughs> I'm slow, story. I'm a slow reader. It took okay? you 48 hours to read it I'm sorry. straight. <laughs> I didn't like. I had breaks. I was uh-huh. watching the movie. <laughs> the movie took a long time. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. Yeah. This so, movie was two days long. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's. I think it's like the movie. Brad is better at the beginning. And then worse at the end, I don't, or is it all kind I of think, the same? It's no, I think he's kind of better the second half. Okay, that's good to know that we disagree there. Why do you think he's better later on? Because he seems more happy. <laughs> he's happy. No, he just seems more like the Brad that I know and love. I guess rather than kind of old. I don't know. I get thrown the off old with the ass old wrinkle baby. Yes. Yeah, and the old toddler. Man, child, hanging out with a little girl. I get a little distracted by that. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. But I don't know. I feel like he gets more emotion and more um, to do in the second half, I see, guess. See, in the second half, to me, he seems more mopey. The first half, he's more just yeah. kind of waddling around doing his thing. <laughs> he does waddle. He's kind of like the penguin. Well, yeah, he's like happy <laughs> and he's very like... In Oswald the Cobble Button. <laughs> Anyway, so he's anyway, Tad Brad. Tad Brad, sorry. Can't blame all of our dislikes on the movie on him. Wouldn't replace him. He's still a great no, actor. He's a winner in our book. Winner in our hearts, yeah. in our buttons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> supporting, distracting. Let's get this Let's cast, do it. This beast of a cast. Can we talk about Daisy? Sure, Kate Blanchett. Love her. One of my favorite actresses. She... You love her in the movie, or do you love her as an actress? <laughs> Both. 
All of the above. Okay. I'm a big fan of Clay Bl- Kate, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Blake Canchett. <laughs> uh, big fan of hers, and I think she's the best part of this movie. Uh, I think so. She's the best yeah. written character, for sure. For sure. She's the m- most consistent performance, I'd say. She has interests and stuff to do throughout the movie. She's a dancer. She's a ballerina. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted her to be in more of the movie. Because she's good. Yeah. The movie needs more of her. She's yep. more in the, on in the back half, but again, to make the Forrest Gump comparison, Jenny throughout that movie, Jenny, is <laughs> woven throughout. Carrots. She shows up a lot in the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah. This movie, it's like she's at the beginning. The movie just completely forgets about her character for like a good, felt like an hour, and then comes back to her at the end. Yeah. And then... And she's dancing the gazebo with him, and that's when she starts coming back. Right. Yeah, I could use more Kate. But she's good in the movie. She's great. And again, wish there was a stronger connection to her, the character who's, you know, played by another actress as the older version of her. Uh, It's a different actress? I think so. I thought it was just makeup. Mm. Cut that out. I think. I... <laughs> no, no, keep that in. I messed up. You keep that in, Mister. Wait, was that Brad the whole movie? <laughs> was that Anthony Hopkins in the beginning as the baby? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> what if he played what the was baby? That Andy Circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's good. Uh, Julia Ormond is her daughter. She's there. Caroline. Yeah. Most thankless role in the movie. What else has she been in? Because I feel like I've seen her in a lot of movies. She was in... Not a whole lot, no. Let me see. Oh, Wes. She's been in the East. (laughs) Oh, Sabrina. I actually have seen that movie. She's the main character in Sabrina. I remember that. That's what it was. Um, Have you seen Sabrina? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mahershala Ali's in the movie. We love him. Along with Taraji Henson for like... 30 minutes they should be in the movie more. I know. I love them. She does a good job showing back up later on. She's, I think she's like overall technically Taraji's like the best actor, actress in the movie. Best performance in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Even though she's not in it a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, just, they're just really sweet characters taking in that ugly old baby. Bringing <laughs> them in. Ugly old baby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting, like, stops we get with characters. I think the cast overall is supporting. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's no one that I was looking at like, ooh, this is bad performance. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Had to turn away from the screen like, who is that? I think it's because the last episode we recorded, like, chronologically in this was Troy. Yeah. It feels like years ago. Yeah. But that one was like... The cast was all over the place, you know, not even close. This one's like, okay, everyone's come to play ball Mm -hmm. with Benjamin Button. Can I see my real favorite character? (laughs) The guy who got struck by lightning seven times. (laughs) One time I was on the toilet. The other time I was getting the mail. I love that guy. That was the role you were born to play. (laughs) Me? (laughs) Probably. I can see you doing that. (laughs) I love that guy. Tilda Swinton's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They have an engaging kind of relationship slash yeah. affair throughout where they're just, they meet up, they drink tea late at night, mm-hmm. and that's how it kind of starts. And, and then he's things ugly looking in this scene, but she likes him anyway. Yeah. Tilda, what are you doing? Well, that's the thing. She likes him because of the conversations, which is kind of nice. It's boring. 
Looks matter. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so overall, supporting cast. Yeah, we breezed through that. I mean There's not I, much to say. That's the thing. There's a lot like, of yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I think Kate Blanchett, again, it's not her like best role of her career. No. It's no one's best. Everyone else has been in other things where they're more prominent. And that's the thing. Taraji's best probably. Even though it's a three hour movie, everybody other than Brad is giving given like such feels like little time. I know it's not. I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. I know. I watched it. And yeah, so I'm you're like convincing they, me. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> he ages backwards. What? <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I, I think Kate Blanchett does a good job, especially for a romance movie, you know, being very subtle and reserved with her emotions when she needs to be and mm-hmm. rightfully upset in times when she needs to be. She, you know, hits every nail on the head. Queenie brings a very big energy to the movie, especially at the beginning. Big Queenie energy. Big Queenie energy. Taraji. <laughs> Queenie. Yeah, so... Everyone I enjoyed when they're on screen. It's just so much time is spent kind of hip-hopping around between the present and the past. And things kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. I just yeah. wish if it was going to be three hours long, which it is, I wish more time was spent with people, you know, the interactions that I care more about. Or at least brought right. them in in an interesting way. Like, Tilda Swinton is the perfect example where I felt like all of their conversations in that part of the movie is really engaging there's no there's payoff in the sense that it's pretty cheap. He just sees like her on TV and it's like, oh, she got to do what she was talking about about swimming across you know the ocean or whatever. Yeah, and so cool. That didn't but really see, hit much. I, that's me. what yeah. exactly yeah. my point. You see it for like two seconds and then that's it. And the the one thing I had the biggest I guess problem with where they kind of try to do this quick emotion grab is the end of the movie it does these still shots of the the characters that he's kind of come to know throughout yeah. his life i'm like do you think this makes me care more about these characters yeah, seeing like three seconds of footage of each one as it fades to black no because the movie didn't focus on any of them enough to make me care more than when they're on the screen and then as the movie forgets about them i too I also <laughs> forgot yeah. so yeah but again not bad I know. Just wanted more. I know, but that's so frustrating, isn't it? It is. Movies like this frustrate me. I would rather hate a movie than just be like, (laughs) eh. But I guess that's the thing where I'm sure there's fans of the movie. And I wouldn't really disagree. If people are out there, like, screaming at their podcast provider as they're listening to this episode, I don't want to make it sound like I hated this movie. I didn't. Because a lot of the elements are there. It just Mm -hmm. didn't sit well with me as I was like <laughs> digesting it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, people. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question about sure. this movie? About a part in this movie that I don't understand? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't get the whole scene. You remember the scene where Kate Blanchett gets hit by the car? Yeah. So I don't understand, you know, it's like, in just a few minutes before. Yeah. You know, if the man hadn't stopped to tie his shoelaces, if she hadn't stopped to... How does he know all this? Like, that's where I, I feel like it's it's a really cool <laughs> scene, but if you stop and think about it, you're like, okay, how? How does he know all this? That it's, is a good point. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Unless it's just speculation. That's the part of the movie where I... Sometimes I like it when movies do this. Sometimes I don't when they come out and say, like, hey, 
this is the message we're trying to convey in the movie. Here it is. We're going to talk about it for five minutes. And it's the whole fate versus coincidence. Yeah. Thing. And that's the whole kind of thing about Benjamin's life is what happens? Can we control it? What can't we control? And how that changes us through life and our yeah. experiences. I get the point. I think it's a yeah. cool scene, but I'm like, you could have told it in a better way. Because right. I'm just sitting there like, Every okay, he's all knowing all of a sudden. Yeah, and that's the fantastical <laughs> element, I guess, I with guess. it. Where it's like, it's making you kind of see it from a perspective. I don't know if you could have done it without the narration and to just let it play out like and you just see all these things and it could be more analyzed like oh why are we watching all these random events for five minutes oh it's because that's the whole point of the movie is like yeah. what actually is something that's but you i don't i think you could have done it without the narration just show the random story that happened that's, and just that's is that what she said? That's what I it just said. I thought you said you couldn't have told it without the narration. No, I'm saying... You said you could have. You could. You could it tell. It definitely sounded like you said oh, couldn't Maybe have. I... If I did, I apologize. My fault. No. And I was if looking I did, at... I was, was thinking, like, how in the world... Yeah. No. I, what, oh, we're saying... Okay. We're, we're in agreement here that... What if he aged in reverse? <laughs> what if he aged... What if there was no narration throughout the entire movie? What if there was no narration? Yeah. 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 So, cast supporting. Like them all. Every yeah. last one of them. I didn't like the sailor dude who brought him to oh, the brothel. Oh, he was oh, kind of, eh. Discount Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There was no Bubba in this movie. No. Not a single Bubba. Does he have any friends in this movie? He doesn't have any friends. No visits to the president's office. My bucks. <laughs> no 23 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> or 15, 15 Dr. Peppers or whatever it was. I kind of watch Forrest Gump now. Yeah, all right. We're back to Brad now. Back to Brad. What's the do? Was he snacking? And also, was he a snack? What's the do? Well, depends. Depends. All these are depends. (laughs) He's wearing depends (laughs) when he's a baby because he's old and wearing diapers. Anyway, uh, I would say, (laughs) don't hate me. Um, His hair... It's all over the place, man. He's balding. Balding. He's got. But then it's reverse balding. Reverse balding. Reverse balding. He's born bald. But everybody's like that. Babies are always bald. Oh shit! You're right. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Not all babies are bald. For the most part. I don't know. I haven't seen a baby. Look up babies. I I forget what they look like. (laughs) Babies bald? Question mark. (laughs) Google just says yes. (laughs) All I'm thinking about is I don't know why it made me think of this. There's this. This is so random. Oh, no. Tell us. It's a Chris Pratt outtake from Parks and Rec, and he's trying to make uh, uh, Ron Swanson's character laugh. What's that actor's name? Oh, Nick Offerman. Nick. He's trying to make Nick Offerman's character laugh. <laughs> and he he's just like, I was born with a full head of hair, oh, full yeah. head of teeth. <laughs> I remember this. Came out weighing 25 pounds. <laughs> People, if you haven't watched Chris Pratt's outtakes from Parks and Rec, they're gold. It's a gold mine. Yes, they are. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he's he is he has to be yes to a snack and you know what's in us liking the hair at some points because you get like the best of both worlds yep. here. Just like Hannah Montana. Yeah, just like Hannah Montana. <laughs> uh, was he snacking? I don't know. He was drinking a lot of tea. He was drinking a lot of tea. of tea. Lots of tea drinking. He gets drunk and he throws up. Mm-hmm. I think he has ice cream for the first time. Isn't that? Did mm-hmm. I? Am I misremembering that? I feel no. like that's a part of the movie. Where, like they give him ice cream. Oh, he does have a Bubba. The guy, like the jazz musician, who comes to the nursing home. Mm-hmm. 
He's in it for five minutes. <laughs> Found remember, the Bubba. Remember Bubba from Forrest Gump? He was in it for five minutes. Really small role. He didn't have some big overweighting <laughs> like. That's the you only know, time he has character. a friend in this movie. Other than Daisy, yeah. But Daisy, she's that doesn't more, count. More than a friend. More than a friend. Mm. I don't know. I was trying to make it work. It didn't work. Did not work. Potent quotables. Mm. I know you said one earlier. You can say it again if you want to. Uh, I'll say a different one. Okay. Uh, I like it when the old lady sees him and says, Oh, it looks like my ex-husband. <laughs> that was funny because he's old. My favorite, <laughs> without a doubt, my favorite, made me like just laugh. <laughs> and it's not really funny, but just the way it's delivered is perfect. <laughs> is Daisy and Benjamin finally are getting together after all oh. this time. And they go upstairs. They go into the bedroom. There's the, the, the energy and the tension is there. You can just feel it. And they both look at each other. And she says, she says to Brad, she's like, sleep with me. And he just turns to her and he's like, absolutely. <laughs> and then this, they're off to the races. It's awfully. It's so funny. I love that. Because there's so many times in movies like this, you know, where it's like, just get on with it, you know. And these characters just come out and say it. Like, say what everyone's saying. It's like, absolutely. They may as well just said, it's time to have intercourse. <laughs> like, it was just so spelled out. <laughs> But it's, but it's, okay, it's not technically bad. It's just, I love the way she, like, poses, like, just is, like, it's a commandment almost. And he's like, yes, ma'am, absolutely, let's go. Ready to rock and roll. <laughs> it's really good. It got me. It made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, final thoughts. Final bagels. What else is there to say? I mean... <laughs> we you have, have a whole speech plan. <laughs> this whole thing. Oops. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I like to commit the most amount of writing to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest questions, I feel like sometimes the movie almost doesn't have a reason for asking them. I know that sounds kind of weird and pretentious, but it doesn't... <laughs> This movie, talk about, like, not committing to your bits. Like, oh, yeah. you've got this weird shtick you're going to commit your entire movie to. Things don't always connect, but... And things also get less and less interesting as you go on because you realize n- there's nothing else to offer. And that's, again, no fault of the actors or the characters or even the direction sometimes. But I think you could have gone to 11. You know what I mean? I don't know what the weird thing could have been. That would have made it even more interesting, more fantastical, but I felt like it was missing that, like, extra kick of secret sauce. And someone smarter than me will have to figure yeah. it out. And, again, this is completely just me out of my opinion. Uh, where in other movies I will kind of say, or other opinions, I'll be more or less... Uh, I, more so wanting to argue them and wanting to be like, I think I'm, I'm confident that I'm right. And this one... I just I just don't know where it's like if somebody came up to me and said they liked it, I'd be very, very intrigued and curious as to what they had to say, because I don't I don't hate this movie. I don't particularly love it. Uh, It's a five point one bagels for me. It's basically straight shot down the middle. The point one, so you're edging towards liking it. Yeah, because again, the performance is at point one. Yeah, (laughs) edging towards it. You know what I mean, though? Like. I don't have any desire to rewatch it, but I don't also 
like if someone came up to me and says like, oh, this was a great movie. It was engaging. It was very reserved. I'd be like, I'd, I'd probably agree, but I'd want to know what makes it higher on their list mm-hmm. if they're if they have their own Brad Pitt list, you know, or yeah. even for the 2008 awards, they thought it got robbed and it should have beat out Slumdog or Dark Knight or all these other movies, you know. Uh, but yeah. when thinking back to it, it's like, uh, huh? you know, uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. For me, I'm giving this a 4.9 bagel. I'm Ooh. kind of like right down the middle, but I'm edging a little bit more towards a dislike of yeah. this movie. Just because I know with a competent director like this and with a competent cast, yeah. I know how much potential it has to be more. Yeah. So for me, I'm always a little disappointed. Well, always. I'm never watching this again. It's a, <laughs> it's weirdly forgets about its main relationship. Throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Where it, like, tries to focus on other things entirely. Then I feel like when it comes back around to it, it almost over-focuses on it. And that's, well, like, yeah. the biggest and, downfall where it's like, hey, oh, that's right. We got to let's wrap this up. Like, we got to mm-hmm. focus all this stuff on Daisy and Benjamin. But, again, when they're on screen together, that's usually the part where I'm like, huh? Thumbs up? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm digging it, you know? He shouldn't have had the affair with Tilda Swinton because I felt, well, obviously, it's wrong. But anyway, <laughs> no, because I feel like it kind of takes away from his love story with Daisy. I would have preferred it more of, like, just the whole movie is infatuated with Daisy and it's, like, kind just missing of, huh. the marks. You know, and I That's feel like... weird. That reminds me of someone who was infatuated with a woman no matter what, and it was pretty engaging throughout Hold the whole on, thing. Hold on, let me try to guess. Something about peas and carrots, Daniel. Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, so 4.9 bagels. We're going to do the rewatchability factor. So here's the thing. Yeah. I hate to do it. You're going to do it, But I'm in the honest, you? like, honestly, it's not stab my eyes, but it's like poke my eyes like poke them I've gotta, lightly i've got to rub them to keep myself awake i i i, I didn't even watch yeah. this at night i watched this on a full night of sleep mm-hmm. and like middle of the day and i was like i'm sleeping kind of <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah. i'll say stab my eyes out but i don't necessarily mean it it's just i will never yeah. rewatch this movie that's the thing yeah i, I should I'm done I, with I, it. I need to revamp this no, you that, don't. Well, the whole point of the rewatchable scale is literally just to be that and not speak to the quality of the movie mm-hmm. and all the other ones say like i know seek it out's always going to speak to the quality of the movie for most parts but stab my eyes just feels very like negative and i trying my best not to be overly negative i'm mm-hmm. trying to be curious <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How many more times? I'm trying to be, you know, just trying to get more engaged with this movie and this pit list. And this mm-hmm. this time it just kind of was like, all right. Yeah. That was really tough to try to draw more from that, even though, you know, for the most part, it seemed like a lot of people who get paid to do this back in 2008, at least, were very engaged and in love with this Loved movie. It. And so, yeah, if you've seen it, reach out to us, because I'm open to conversation for sure. Um, It's not going anywhere. No. (laughs) He's still around. What if he aged backwards? (laughs) What if? Check it out, though, and let us know what you think, because I could see people loving it. I could see people hating it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know if anyone could hate the movie, maybe. Mm, My dad. (laughs) Stranger things have happened, yeah. (laughs) My dad hated it. Yeah. I mean, so where does this fall then on the ranking now that we get to sort out this mess of ranking? Yeah. <laughs> so we forgot on 
uh, we didn't forget. We just, it's, there's been some time yeah. loopy doopy stuff that's been going on. So, uh, one I think is still Oceans. Oceans. Yeah, it has to be. Two it's is Fight dozen. Club. Yep. Now we've got Snatch, then Troy, and then Burn After. Where does Burn, Burn After Burn probably After falls? Third. Oh, third. Or, it, for me, it probably would have been second above Fight Club. You like Burn at, more than Fight Club? Yeah. Wow. All right. And again, that's me more just being comedies. Obviously, yep. Fight Club's great, but I'm fine putting it at three. So we'll go Oceans, Fight Club, Burn, Burn Snatch. Snatch, then Benjamin probably Button. Benjamin Button or Troy. See, that's the thing, though. I will probably rewatch Troy beforehand, before Benji. Just because there's parts of it that's like fun. But again, Benjamin Button's probably the better movie. Yes, it is. Yeah, so... Sorry, Troy. Got to take another step down yep. there. Two steps down now. I actually. it'll stay at the bottom. I'm looking at this list. Well, hmm. Hmm. It's, maybe. It, there's a possibility. Possibility. I mean, what do we... Dude, you know what, though? Talk about taking a strong stance and knowing what your movie's about. And it's our next movie we're talking about. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Inglorious Bastards. By Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. A very forward director if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's about. And Brad's our main boy in that movie again, too. So we'll have to... We've had a few roles where he's side side roles supporting this one. We've got a few in this next few stretch of movies where it's all about Bradley. He's a side character in Inglorious Bastards. He's, he's like the main one, though. There's a full cast. Shoshana, I feel like. Oh, we'll get into we'll get it. Into we'll it. get into it. Who knows? I don't know. What if he aged backwards? What if he did? <laughs> well, okay, can you just tell me this, though? What's up? What movie, and take your time. Don't take your time. We're in a time. <laughs> We're in a very tight <laughs> Take schedule. your time, but hurry. Well, take your time, but hurry. Just That's what this movie is, though. Oh my gosh, we cracked the code! We cracked the code. Take your time, but hurry. That should be mm-hmm. the tagline of Benjamin Button. Oh, man. Dude. What was your question? We're so good at this. <laughs> Look at us dissecting movies. <laughs> my question is to you, what other movie would be more interesting if the main character aged backwards? Oh, good question. Uh, I'd probably say... I'm thinking maybe The Godfather. Imagine Vito Corleone's little old baby man, like, at the table, like, calling the shots. I don't know. Star Wars? Star Wars? Luke Skywalker? Ages backwards? <laughs> sure. He's, like, the same age as Obi-Wan when he goes to train. Maybe. Yoda's like, he's too old <laughs> to begin the training. And it's like, well, <laughs> probably, but just you wait another 50 years. <laughs> He'll be 13. Social Network? Why are you just naming, like, think about this, actually, for a few seconds. Marriage Story? (laughs) The Irishman. It's a long movie about a guy's life. How much more entertaining would it be to have Robert De Niro be a little baby? a little baby killing people. (laughs) (laughs) That's my answer, The Irishman. Oh, man. We're good fellows. That's acceptable, too. (laughs) Well, Daniel, this is it. This is, like, the... Halfway point of the pit list. This is number six. Number six. Number six to twelve. I'm kind of excited to finish it out, but whoa, we're you know, halfway it, there. Yeah, living on a Benjamin Button prayer. <laughs> <laughs> living on a Brad Pitt prayer. But you know what this means, though. Now that we're halfway through, what you got? It's the halftime Brad report, Daniel. Ooh, take it away, Wes. Let's go. Let's send it to back in our studio. Bob Bobertson is on the line with all the statistics. <laughs> Bob Bart- what? 
Well, guys, Brad has really had himself a hell of a first half of the season, averaging 7.93 bagels a movie along with snagging himself a sweet Brad-to-the-bone title. Things are really looking good for the pit start. With more memorable features on deck in the coming weeks, including an Oscar-winning role, it's hard to see how the man could squander such a strong lead that he's made for himself. Only time will tell if he's able to hold his own when pitted against the other miniseries, because that Spider-Man was no pushover. Will the bagel audience be coming back for more Brad, or have they stopped listening entirely, because who the heck wanted to watch, much less talk about a movie in which an old-ass baby ages backwards? Back to you guys. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Thank you for that rundown. That was great. How long has he been working for us? Listen, he's been here this whole time covering every single bail rating, every single rewatch scale, every movie. He's been there since Spotlight. <laughs> Just Dang. Running What's we away. paying him? Well. <laughs> oh, no. His check will be in the mail next week. Next week, Bob, I promise. He's got a wife and kids. Well, you know, <laughs> tough times. <laughs> Well, thank you all for listening. This is Benjamin Bagel. <laughs> Since the beginning of this recording until now, I've turned into a bagel. <laughs> Daniel's slowly been just changing physical form. <laughs> he just rolls out the door. <laughs> Bye, Benji. Bye. I hope to see you soon. Oh, no, Remington's got him. Oh. <laughs> Why do the bagels, our bagel characters always get eaten? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>